When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Giles Corrin Has No Idea. It's called this not because I literally know nothing, but because it's all about the moment in the week when I have to sit down and write my column but have absolutely no idea what to write it about. Which is where my wife Esther comes in, who, having read all the papers whilst I take the kids to school, always has half a dozen ideas picked out for me when I get back to be discussed at the kitchen table over a nice cup of coffee. I mean, it's sort of, I can, you don't even know what, I've just come down from upstairs and what the chat with Dan, the lovely boiler man, resolved. So basically, yes, no, this has been, I find it difficult to work when there's stuff, when bits of my house are falling down. And so where were we? About a week ago, or the last couple of weeks, the boiler was making a bit of a noise. It was sort of in the morning, it was sort of going cluggada, 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 cluggada. Boilers make noises, and so that's probably okay. And I looked at the pressure gauge, and it was down to about half a bar. What happened was the boiler was making funny noises. Then the lights kept cutting out. Then we called an electrician. The electrician came round, couldn't really find a problem with anything. And then the electrician came back because all the lights kept cutting out. And he looked inside our boiler, which has already been changed once since I've been living in this house. And I've been living in this house for 10 years. And he found the boiler, the electrics... Uh, panel of the boiler was just full of water and he opened the front of the boiler and loads of water fell out and it's sort of not for the first time no last year the electrics all went out in the house and I called Billy my old boiler guy who was came with the house uh, who I felt I should employ him because he's a good independent boiler he's a nice guy and over the years I've got to know him and all about his wife and his Mm. kids and all that but last year he rewired the boiler and the, and the water all just all the wires were underneath the boiler and the water dripped onto them and that I'm not even a plumber although my grandfather was so I've got it in the genes so you know you so, have you have knowledge that water dripping on electrics is bad bizarrely I felt it in my I felt it in my bones and whenever anything went wrong Billy would come round and uh, service the boiler the boiler would be fine but every September he'd come round and for 50 quid he'd service the boiler leave and then it would be broken for the whole winter yeah. and we'd have no, we'd be shivering the in rugs the first cold snap of the year every year without fail for 10 years with ev- whatever boiler we've had in this house every cold snap the boiler breaks and when you say every boiler Billy's changed two, it sort of has, three times. He has changed it The once, underfloor yeah. heating, which is working at the moment, but mm-hmm. it didn't. we had it put in, it didn't work for four years. Mm-hmm. And every time Bill would come round with a different solution, yeah. maybe it's the pump. If we fit a radiator, that'll bleed off the thing. If we do, if we depressurise the thing, and he didn't charge us ever because it never worked. Yeah. So he was cool. He said, oh, I'm not overcharging the Corrins. No, but for four years we had no heating in the kitchen because he couldn't make it do. But still, I relentlessly think he's a, an independent trainer with a family to support. I'm not going to pay all my money to someone like Pimlico Plumbers, but then every time I had to call Pimlico Plumbers at three in the morning to come out at their vast mm. rate and mend it. So this time, Pimlico guy comes, 
some millennial hunky fellow just one down from a scaffolder in the fantasy world of the <laughs> domestic housewife. He's come and he's mended the thing. My you scaffolder are... thing was only when I was pregnant and very, very hormonal. Yeah, really. And then... Um... So so the baseline is that the Pimlico plumbers are upstairs replacing well, our boiler with a new one. And then now what's happened? Well, no, what happened was, was that I wanted to get Billy to come back and fix it because... Oh, God almighty. It's very but sweet. The, yes, Your but... loyalty to these people who are rubbish... Like your optician who was always... Uh, I would just like to cite your interior designer. No, no, just no, no. As a don't, li- no. Don't as you a dare. Little, don't you dare. Don't you dare. A little parenthesis. While the guys are upstairs mending the boiler on the second floor, where the uh, bathroom work began, I think, on July the 15th and was slated to take 10 days. How's that coming along? So tell me what's Do happened. we have surfaces to put things down on? <laughs> so tell Do me we have lights? No. We do have lights, and in actually. fact, they have to finish. They have to tidy up their boiler fitting by three pm, because that's when a new set of builders, because the last set disappeared, come to do some more tweaks to the three-month bathroom project. Small bathroom. So tell me what's happened next with the boiler. So what happened yesterday was that I, I got a phone call from Pimlico Plumbers, and I was at work, uh, and I said, "How much is it going to be to fit this new boiler?" Uh, knowing that they're a bit expensive and thinking, but it's not the emergency rate. It's during the it's it's during the week. It's it's probably fine. And he, I said, how much is it going to be? And he said, uh, well, it'll be the boilers and the and he was. I was thinking, oh, it'll probably be four grand. I really hope it's not five grand. Seven and a half grand. But I was panicking and I had to. Well, so I said, okay, to seven and a half grand. Um, well, the pit of my stomach just fell through the floor. I mean, I'd literally have to talk about the boiler on this podcast for three years to pay back uh, just merely the fitting of that boiler. And i bloody going to. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so then that happened. And We're going to have to rename it Giles Corrin has got no boiler. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it, it just, just talk about the boiler for three watch years. The, watch the listeners drain away. Even like, faster so than they are already. Bilge water. But I've already got them in there and they're doing it. Yeah. Seven and a half grand. Yeah. Uh, but I panicked and I phoned the bank and tried to stop the payment. <laughs> First of all, I tried to pay the half of the seven, because you have to start, they wanted three and a half grand just to start. And American Express turned it down because <laughs> they know mm. perfectly well how it's too much. So Amex turned down the payment so I couldn't even get air miles. Uh, so then I went through to the bank and then I paid that and then I tried to, and they said it was too late to take it back. Anyway, and what's happened? And, and you so went upstairs and you came down quite pale from a conversation. So I came down just now. So I talked to me and said, do I want the. Do I want the f- these filters? If I put the filter on, then the valent uh, boiler, can the, the warranty will be 10 years, not seven years. Oh, so, yeah, and yeah. I just thought of it, well, it's immaterial. It's a piece of paper that says warranty, which we'll lose by the end of next week and won't. But uh, he said, I said, but for it to be valid, you need to get a flush on the system. Okay, so because the water, as you saw, that was pouring into the boiler, it's very dirty. And, yeah. and, and it's why the radiator in the hall has never worked. How long will that take? Two days. Two days? days so anyway that's just another 2000 oh, so we are up to basically 10,000 on the up boiler how head. much was the bathroom 15 ish that's 25k on sort of on washing and when we go to the baths you know like the romans oh, oh tie it into new story yeah story in the times today looks like iron age britons actually had yeah. baths before the romans came but they didn't have Pimlico. So what did they do when it went wrong? They called round Billy, who came round and said, oh, that'll be your Warren Sprocket that sprung a doobry. Uh, and then when it didn't work, they cut him off and buried him in a pit with a big belt buckle that looked like an iPad. Yeah. Anyway, to- look, so I found, it, I found it very hard to work. I wrote a restaurant review yesterday. All I could think about was the boiler. So the restaurant review is almost entirely about boilers. Mm-hmm. Later today, I'm going to go and write a column for Saturday. It'll be mostly about boilers. And that's the podcast coming towards the end of the time I have this morning. And it's entirely about boilers. Mm-hmm. 
Should we talk about something else then? Okay. Okay. Do you remember I said last week about Taylor Swift? And what the, ti- what the yes. Times does. Taylor Swift, who you're not obsessed with, yes? Taylor Swift, okay, the story is... Uh, t- it's a story about Taylor Swift's music, but look at the picture. <laughs> She's like the 12-foot woman in she that is. picture. They just show a picture. This is the Times, the newspaper of record, which I was saying whenever any paper has a, any story about Taylor Swift, or frankly anything, a story about the buses, yeah. it's an excuse for a picture with a camera taken. It's a basically an upskirt. It that is, is an is upskirt. Basically. That is just a, just a sex photo. Uh, this this actually links to well I can't really see how it's a column. This links to a thing where um, uh, obscene uh, medical textbooks about what the you've gone way past into the foreign pages. I have, haven't I? Maybe there yeah. it's maybe it's, it's the you know it's it's today's paper. It's nearer the front. It's on the left hand side. It's it's there. It's on the back of the table. It's on Swift. the back of the table. Is uh, Cambridge is sorry for soft porn textbook. Photographs of glamour models have caused embarrassment for Cambridge University's publishing arm after they were found staring out of one of its medical textbooks. Basically, glamour models having their feet massaged and their boobs felt by, you know, faceless male hands. Mm. Um, examination techniques in orthopaedics. I mean, it really is. But what is the, are they porn actresses? Oh, two of the girls went on to be page three girls. Or had been page three girls. Can I just point out that this textbook is from something like 2002? Uh, let's have a look. Yes. The university okay, apologised so not only for the 2002 first edition of Advanced Examination Techniques in Orthopaedics, but also for its attempt to improve the 2014 second edition. Critics pointed out that although the glamour models had gone, the doctor was still a man and the patient a woman Sorry. in her underwear. Yes, but you've got to have a picture of something. And Cambridge just apologises about everything all the time. These are pictures from 2002. Advanced examination technique. What is wrong? Do you think those pictures are wrong? Yeah, 100% I do. And do you think Cambridge have to apologise? Well, he's looking at her feet. Why is she in her bra and knickers? She, why it's does hot that, in the surgery. Why can't that be a woman examining her, not a man? How do you know it's not a woman? Because those are a man's hands. That's not... He might have started life as a man, but this is 2019. Yeah, OK, whatever. You but can't just say that someone with big hands is probably a, is probably a man. It's not really a column, is it? Uh, no, it's not really fun. But I just thought it was a funny, fun diversion. John I... Burkow! Order! Shall we talk about John Burkow? I've got a Order! note. Order! No, I did it much, I did it much better earlier on. Didn't I, Ben? My one earlier on was much better. He does I it very do long. It Order! It. Order! Like that. Really relishing it because he knows that they'll probably put it in the in the highlights uh, package. Do you think they do? Do you think speakers do that? So no, they get only the, him. How do, I would try so to remember him. how well, Betty Boothroyd used to say it. She she's just, just she used to she was sort of slightly squawky northern bird like someone like someone in Betty's tea room in Harrogate telling you that you're fat rascals. Can here. you please explain to me and I and please 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 go on a full mansplain because I don't under really understand what the speaker does and why they're so important. They just stand there and... and why does everyone hate Burkow? Those are two different questions. The, the, the speaker uh, is an MP people. who's chosen by the House from either side, who's ultimately politically neutral, though, who keeps order, who knows uh, how Parliament works, knows the procedure. Most importantly, when uh, ministers... You're grinning at me. You asked me a fucking question. If you don't care how our parliamentary democracy works, then don't fucking I'm ask. laughing. I'm laughing because you just had a funny look on your face when you were doing order, that jump back out order. <laughs> This is the shit I'm dealing with. It was a very 
very good impersonation of John Barcow, though. It was most you bringing this round to try and... Are you laughing because my impersonation was so good? Or the very yeah. notion that I should take parliamentary democracy seriously and try and explain it to no, my airhead I wife? I was really, really impressed and touched how hard you were trying to do a really good John Burkow order. It was really good. So I had my concentrating face on. <laughs> yes. Which you haven't seen for some time. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just keep laughing because we can fill the long gaps in this podcast made by you not saying anything remotely sensible with, with you just laughing. But you didn't laugh when I did my impersonation. <laughs> Order! You laughed when I tried to explain the function, the ancient function, the 400-year, the man who sits on the, on the, uh, in the wool sack. That's actually the one in the Lords. That's in the Lords. And they got rid of that anyway. Uh, I, sometimes things that are very funny only strike you as really funny a little bit later When on. your husband's talking about something serious. Can we, honestly, I want to know about this because I do vaguely know what the speaker does, but you know more because you used to cover Parliament for the Times. So, okay, what does the speaker do, darling? When, for example, there's, there's, there's uh, Prime Minister's questions or questions to a Secretary of State or a Minister in, in Department questions, uh, people stand up all the time and because they want to interject and he decides who gets to interject and he can choose people from the Labour Party or people from the Tory party. He can also, he also makes big decisions about things like whether it's, whether uh, there are going to be votes, what votes are going to be tabled, the sort of proroguing of Parliament oh, stuff. Oh really? So he could, so he can go, no, no, we're not going to do that. So sorry, mate. Yeah, he's like, the, he's like, the, he's like the school teacher to put it in a situation you might understand. Um, and, and. Or what? like, the, like, 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 a, like the judge who's arbitrating between two sides in the debate. Okay. Um, he has a casting vote in tied oh, really? uh, votes, I think. Oh. I might not have. That sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a sort of situation I get into where I feel all important because I know more than you, but <laughs> out in the but wide world, it's less yeah. than almost everybody else. I did used to know all of this, but I've just forgotten it. Okay. So, so anyway, so I, you wrote down as a note for our sham of a podcast, what I've written down, quote, I'll miss John Burkow. So when I was covering Parliament... Um, now let me see how much of this I can say. I'll say it, and then they can decide whether they want to put it in. Uh, when, when I when I was covering Parliament, John Burke, I was a backbencher, and he he was he, they they all hated him because he used to jump up all the time, very erect, with his hand in the air, and he'd jump and bounce up and down all the way when they were talking. And the speaker then, Betty Boothroyd, found him infuriating. Oh right, yeah. Uh, and he used to jump up, and everyone would love him. And he because it, and and also and so I remember they were they had pages in that in those days, and they didn't have phones yet. And I was working with someone who knew John Burkow very well, a female political reporter who had a very close and intense relationship with John Burkow, the Tory MP. And so she used to have a game that whenever he was talking uh, in the House, she would text him a sexy message uh, on his pager. And his paper would go, zzz, zzz, and we could watch it on parliamentary TV. This is before it was public. And you could see Burkow's pager in his pocket going, zzz, zzz, <laughs> and it was my friend texting... Show me your pants, big boy. How revolting. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I will miss... Burke, John... I wasn't married back then, so oh, we're, okay. not, we're not impugning his, his fidelity in any um, way. I will miss John Burkow because I sort of... I will miss how much the Daily Mail hates John Burkow. Um, and I also think that he... I'm always impressed by how resilient... Yes. Politicians are. No, but him particularly. Him particularly, Everyone yeah. hates him. Everyone wants him to resign. He's yeah. got that stupid voice. I, 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 and, and he just pushed on. I, he just... Yeah, he just pushed on. He didn't care. He doesn't care. He just doesn't. He's been doing it forever. He's been doing it for like 15 years. He's a years massive Roger Federer fan. Oh my God, that's always a bad sign. I like Roger Federer, but like Anna Wintour, John Burkow, what do they have in common? Psychos. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's really sad. You look, I'm looking at this picture of Taylor Swift's just unbelievable legs. And then underneath, it says, holiday maker, are you eating toast? Yeah. That's real toast eating, by the way, as yeah. opposed to the slightly shitty toast eating sound effect that Ben has made a by. slightly passag way keeps yeah. on the he sound He keeps effect. putting it on there. And it's actually, it's a noise that's been made by Ben at home walking up and down on packets of Monster Munch. <laughs> uh, and they've put it in there to make it sound like my wife eating toast. When in fact, my wife eating toast sounds like this. Mm, yummy. Yummy, yummy. No, this picture of Taylor Swift, they're just, it's unbelievable. And those legs. And then underneath it says, Holiday Maker died of rabies after poor treatment in Morocco. And I think that's a shame. And then I look back up at Taylor Swift's legs and it's all all right. Okay. I think this story might genuinely be a column for you. Men happy to reach out to aliens. Okay. So this is uh, a study conducted by Oxford University, someone who's got too much time on their hands. Meanwhile, at Cambridge University, they're doing porno textbooks. Exactly. But at, at Oxford... Oxford in the real university, researchers told the British Science Festival that 65% of men wanted to reach out to extraterrestrials compared with 47% of women. Now, I I think this is... What does that mean? How? They were asked the question, if an alien life thing tried to make contact with you would you accept the charges you know if like an alien <laughs> rang you and said reverse charge call from an alien nobody under 30 knows ben do you know what a reverse charge call is he doesn't know what it is he does do you really not know what it is he doesn't oh, know what does. it is oh, he does. I but i bet they don't though these young people were well, you, you actually phoning you your mum from school not yeah. having any money because reverse in those charges, days yeah. children you had a 2p coin and you had to save it to buy nine beanos and a mars bar <laughs> And you had the two, and you had to phone the actual operator. Yeah. Does this operator still exist? Yeah. There's an operator. Yeah. 100. If I dial a hundred now, yeah. will there be a person there? There will be a person. But I don't believe you. Okay, do it now. I so don't believe you. On my iPhone. Yeah. Other um, smartphones are available. I'm dialing the smart. operator. Yeah. Maybe no. from a landline. Well, our landline doesn't really work. It does. What do you mean it doesn't really work? Right, this is, this is exciting. This is, this is live, live techno shit. This is, okay, now, Esther. Yeah. I, I don't think our landline does work. Okay. 100. Well, it, how do you make it to a sort of dialing tone? Oh, it's not connected. I disconnected it to put the, because when we had the power failure, I had to, dis, I had to. So when I say the landline doesn't work, technically what I mean is you can't make phone calls I on un- it. That's because I unplugged so it. So you're, you're not arguing with me. I recently unplugged it. So. So we can't, okay. I'm sorry. 
I don't, we've been, I don't think it's Fine, so we haven't got a landline. No. Okay, fine. Okay. I just need to plug it back in. Why was I talking about the operator? I don't know, who cares? A reverse charge call was when you phoned the operator and said, I'd like to speak to mummy. Can <laughs> I speak to my mummy? And can you phone her up and look at the charge? And then you'd hear your mum, I'd hear my mum going, <laughs> the, the clink of ice uh, in the gin. Hello. Hello. And the operator would go, I've got a call for you. Will you accept the charges? And my mum would go, who is it? And they'd go, <laughs> it's your son. No. <laughs> And then I'd phone my dad, and he would talk to me. Um, sorry, okay. so yeah, men are happy to reach out to aliens. Men would accept a reverse charge call from an alien, whereas women would less were less likely. Sixty-five percent of men compared with four. Ben's got the giggles. Compared well, women, with forty-seven percent of women. I don't think this story is that interesting as it is, but you could use it as a peg for aliens coming to Earth. So you, you like write from the point of view of like an alien coming to Earth and what they can see. Okay, well, because I think having sex with an alien would be really hot and there's quite a lot of that actually on the internet. That is actually, in fact, what that guy says. What? It's what the reporter says, read, read the thing. Stephen read. Hawking said, no, what's he got to do with it? If alien, okay, so research said that men wanted to reach out to extraterrestrial, extraterrestrials compared with 47% of women yeah. who don't want to. Uh... But sorry, where's no, the, porn? Exactly, is, are you saying there is porn here? No, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying there's porn Is now. this a joke? I'm looking through the thing where it turns out that the men would reach out oh, to sorry, the aliens. Oh, sorry, hang on. No, it's right here to the mail. Them. Colin Fernandez. Big fan of Colin. I'm a big fan of yours, Colin. If aliens make contact with Earth, they had better hope a man gets the message for women are unlikely to want to reply. A poll shows that 47% of females would respond to a message from space. Two-thirds of males would, although it is not known whether this is because they imagine the alien as some Star Trek-style beauty wearing a silver bikini. <laughs> Has he made that joke himself, or yes, is that he really? has made the joke himself? That's quite funny. Men would Colin be is breaking reach out. Reach out to aliens because yes. because humans won't fuck him anymore. So yeah. maybe Martians will. Exactly. Yeah. Is that a column? Uh, no, Ben hates it. Okay, Ben's fine, made a bit of a on. face. Uh, God, well, those are my only stories. Uh, no, come on. The new Bond film. <laughs> okay, there's two, there's two ways of coming at this one. There's two. No, do you? There's two ways of coming at this film. First of all, do you know what it's called? Uh, is it called? Horizons are never tomorrow. <laughs> is it called Tomorrow Isn't There? <laughs> There's, there is there is like an algebraic thing. They say you take death and yeah. and a, some measurement of time and a meaningless compound word. Killed by the clock. Yeah. Thursday always oh. kills thrice. <laughs> Scope of... Death. That's quite a good one. No, de death scope. Death scope. That's quite good. That's not bad. That's like, death scope is a compound word. That's like thunderball, yeah. goldfinger, yeah. octopusy. Oh my god. Oh, we wouldn't be able to wear that now. Octopus, you wouldn't be able to. Dodeca vagina. <laughs> Um, um, so more about Bond. You've got, you have, of course, have got have history it's, it's, with it's, it's, Bond because they wouldn't. The Times would not print your thing about uh, how James Bond is ten is, years is, ago. Is a ten years ago before Me Too, before that, when I was the wokest person on the planet. I know it, it seems funny. It's now, extraordinary isn't it? to think about. Skyfall came out, and I was so shocked and appalled by the sexism of it and the abuse yeah. of women and the way yeah. that I wrote a piece about it. I was appalled by things like the, the scene in which Bond, scene. I, well, yeah, the, the, the scene in which Bond identifies a girl in the casino as being a sex slave and then like 20 minutes later he shags her in the shower yeah. and I thought that's yeah. not, not good later uh, in a, she, is like, she is put on a shooting range with a glass of whiskey on her head mm. uh, and um, Javier Bardem who is the, is the baddie says see if I can shoot the whiskey off her and goes whoops and shoots her in the head 
and she dies and goes on the floor and Bond goes waste of good whiskey and I was Jesus. So I posted it on your... You posted it on my then uh, food blog and I am still a little bit furious that it is the most read and the most commented thing that I've ever posted. On. Yeah, but it's also the most liked and commented thing that I've ever written. Is Carol Cadwallader, the sort of beacon of journalistic properness at The Guardian, liked it. Although she did tweet, quite surprised that Giles Conner has written this. She obviously had me labelled in the dark wanker yeah, cabinet yeah. At, uh, in the back of the well, Guardian. Well, I mean, I know lots of people do, but that's... I hate just, Bond. I've, I've always yeah. hated I've always just did Bond. I just think he's... This is a, I think you've done... I think I've you've done quite Bond, a lot of Bonds. Yeah. I've also done parodies of Bond when Bond was a, a very rich Bond. Oh, yes, you that know, was really funny. I loved that That one. was like, if Bond yeah. was really rich... If Bond um, was really rich, And he yeah. just, like, pays for everything. Oh, yeah, I don't think we can cover uh, Bond No, again. I'm not necessarily going to do... But the thing... Okay, here's what's interesting about... The, so that's the... So, yes, the, you know, Bond, no time to die. Yeah. But the story of the Times today... Filming in a in a hilltop village in Italy called Matera, um, and the mayor's really excited because it's a ten million pound and counting bonus to the village. So they've arrived and they're racing these stupid cars yeah. around Matera, this quiet village. They've paid sort of ten million pounds to make it look more like a to make it like spruce it up for the yeah. Bond film, and also there's going to be this massive tourist bump. So they've had to alter it to make it more Bondy, and then tourists are going to come. And I just thought, what about if they if they filmed the Bond film in Kentish Town? <gasps> what a brilliant idea! Is that an idea? But how um, could you spruce Kentish Town up? Well, first, it's but, the best place in the world. That, what if Bond came on like Bin Morning, for example? <laughs> and you just imagine the set designers. No, no, you know, number thirty three hasn't separated its recycling and stuff. They would. Where would they film your favourite shops? Bond in would Town. go. Yeah, Bond would go into Meat. Yeah, me. See, Michael. Yeah. My, uh, all right. All right, James. All right, James. I see yeah. the Rangers lost at the yeah. weekend. <laughs> I just like a couple of lamb Are shops. You Tottenham fan then? And then no, on Bin they could day. go into they could Bond could go into Baron Wolf for a coffee. All the children running around playing with things. Yeah, good luck having a car race around the streets on Bin Day with literally giant. Twin tr- twenty mile an hour speed go, limit. Twenty mile an hour speed limit. Everywhere you turn, a giant. Yeah, it won't be a minute, love. We'll move in a sec. <laughs> go around the other way. I now talk about my good behaviour pastor job. Yeah, of course. Which is the possibly the basis for your column. Yeah. Every parent in the country will know about the good behaviour pastor. Although job. I've never heard of it. Okay. Well, maybe that's all the problems is because I haven't done the good behaviour pastor job enough in this house. But it is the possibly a basis for your column. Okay. So the good behaviour pastor jar is you have a jar and and you have a list of things that you can do to get a piece of pasta and then a list of things that you can do to get your pasta taken away. And when you have a certain number of pieces of pasta in your jar, you get something like... This is dried pasta. This is yes, this is dried pasta, not cooked pasta. Know, it's not like you have to earn your dinner. You eventually like, I will get a cook, meal. I will cook the pasta, and if there's none in there, there's no dinner. No, it's not like that. Anyway, so what kind of pasta shapes are we talking? Macaroni. Little the macaroni pieces, and they're just counters. They're counters, and they ca- and then when you've got a certain amount, you can have. Sam wants uh, like um, like an extra Nerf bullets for his Nerf gun, so he can kill us in our sleep. Um, so or, or something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what he wants. But, but he wants you, a, the re- it's a reward system. It's a reward system, and he's really excited about it. And I think 
it's going to work. And his behavior yesterday after school up until bedtime was much, much, much better. And one of the key things about the pasta jar is if he uses a swear word, he gets a piece of pasta taken away. But if he hears us using a swear word, he gets a piece of pasta. I mean, how delicate do I have to be? Good evening, Sam. We're Hello. going to work it out. Does he have to call me Peter? No. How was your day? My day was fine, thank you. Ooh, you are behaving badly. We will have to do something about that. We're not that. the re-smogs, darling. <laughs> Alas, stop behaving. Alas, so wait a minute, are, we, am I going to get a pasta jar? Yes, Is there going to be a darling. daddy's behaviour pasta yes, jar? Yes, there is. So if I do something yes, bad, like yes. what? Um, leaving that c- c- cutlery drawer open. All the time. What? I don't know why you, you can't don't shut care that about drawers. You leave what do everything you mean? open. I do you leave not. windows open in thunderstorms. You leave what? the car door unlocked most of the time. So do you. I just don't tell you. I just don't tell you. I never do. You ever, do. ever. I you always do. look you at You do. Right. Next time you do it, I'm going to send you. Uh, next time. That's do a piece I piece of pasta? Not on the podcast. People tune in to hear me swear. No, they it's don't. Very, they do. They people, don't. People, people do. People on Twitter go on Twitter to say, "Dear Giles, it's my husband's birthday." Please tell him to fuck off on Twitter. It'll make his year. That's very confusing. So I, I need to keep swearing on social media at least just to pay for the boiler. So you're saying that me leaving the cutlery drawer... I don't know why you can't... You open can't... the cutlery drawer when I'm unloading the dishwasher so that I try oh, to pull the door down and it true. goes bang and traps my thumb no, on it. That's yeah, what you do. Yeah, yeah, that's two pieces of pasta. Um, what does your husband, to whom you made certain vows, <laughs> get when his pasta jar is full of pasta from doing good things like what? Buy you wine... What else do I have to do that's good? Shut the doors. Shut the cutlery drawer. Not swear in front of the kids. Do you then give me anything I want? You can have... Uh, I want sexual favours. That, I mean... Can Doesn't, we, it's, can't, can't we schedule sex? We talked about it the other day oh and you claimed God, to be on the blog and I didn't believe you then and I don't believe you now. I think you can extrapolate the good behaviour pasta jar out to other people. Like maybe, maybe scrap prisons... Everyone just needs to have a good behaviour pasta jar. Even murderers. Well, no, you do, you, 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 they wouldn't commit murder because they're so used to their good behaviour pasta jar. Boris Johnson could have a good behaviour pasta jar. For you, not you, you, lying to Parliament or exactly. shouting or, at Carrie or at having Carrie. sex with people that aren't his wife yes. or. Oh, another illegitimate oh, child. Bo- that's a piece, that's of, a piece pasta of pasta. Out that's out probably two pieces of macaroni. That's a piece of rigatoni. That's that rigatoni out your jar. Exactly. Is that anything? I don't know. Okay, let's move on. Possible column. I do write about Gary Lineker from time to time. He's yeah. probably my most famous friend. Oh, you are so desperate to... Oh, do I mention yeah. that I knew Gary? You, you feel like you've mentioned it quite a few times and you feel like people aren't sufficiently aware <laughs> that you are now friends with Gary Lineker. Although, would Gary Lineker say that he's friends with you? Yeah. Yeah, he's a He's nice not guy, ashamed of me like you. <laughs> Uh, Gary, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, he he hugs me. Oh, does he? When we meet, he gives you a man like. A but man. partly because I meet him with Hi. JD, and JD gives me a hug, and then so Gary. You had a mutual stand. friend in the nightclub owner, John Downey. Yeah, and and and, and, and yeah, no, I just you know I'm going to keep on telling everyone how Gary's my mate until it appears on my Wikipedia entry. What is your so nickname he, for Gary Lineker? So everyone knows. What do you call him? Gazlin. Gazlin. I don't think I call it him to his face, and I think no. Wait a minute. What does JD call him? He calls him something like right-wing gazer or something. He has some sort of mm-hmm. joke because obviously Gary's very left-wing. Well, I really respect all his politics, obviously. And he just really thinks the right friend. things about everything. Yeah. And people always say to him, stick to the football, Gary. And I go, no, Gary, tell me like everything about everything. Yeah, exactly. Because you know this shit. Tell me what you He's so famous. Sometimes when we're, when we're everything, we'll, sometimes we'll look back at his goals mm. from the 1986 World Cup. Uh, and all of us will gather around and we'll eat some really posh 
food and have some wine. And then we'll look at, we'll look at, look at, look at the hat trick against Poland. And Gary will look at it. And then he did that and he goes, God, I was really quite good, wasn't I? And I go, oh, Gary, you were. You were really good. It is a little bit like he's the third person in our marriage. So Gary Lineker uh, was interviewed in the Times and, he's, and the headline they pulled out was, I'm not massively into sex. And yet, and he's not, girls come flocking around him and yeah, he, yeah, he flirts with girls, but he isn't, he isn't bothered about it. Because I think, God, the public eye, imagine the scandals there could be. What do yeah. you do? Do you shag him and then kill him like yeah, any yeah. normal person would? Yeah. No, he doesn't. He just, he doesn't. He's just not really that bothered. And now he's given this interview. I'm not massively into sex, he told Janice Turner. And Janice is quite hot, in my opinion. I could imagine Janice went along to interview Gary thinking, well, maybe we'll go for a couple of drinks. And Gary had to say, I'm not massively into sex, Janice. Yeah. Um, I but quite, that doesn't, do you know... You 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 have to try harder than that to put girls off. If really? Yeah. If you say I'm not massively in sex, yeah. Well, you will be with me, mate. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My God, that is a red rag to a bull. That kind of thing. Or like um, like the thing he said about uh, I yeah. I'm always really straight with girls I go on dates with. I say I'm not looking for a re- relationship. I mean, there is nothing that is going to make a girl more keen. I wasn't looking for a relationship, was I? Sorry, oh, what do you mean? You're, you're looking for a relationship now. You're looking for like the next <laughs> Mrs. Cora now. You're like, if Esther dies, who am I going to quickly go out with so I don't have to be alone on a Sunday morning? I'm so glad you're confident enough that you feel it's only going to happen if you die. That's something. I, I try not to think about the alternative. <laughs> uh, I'm not massively into sex, Gary told Janice, as she pressed him against the wall. Yeah. Uh, I'm not massively into sex. I quite like flirting a little bit, but that's all I do. And then after that, said Gary, it's like hard work. Going on a date, fine. And then, yes, come on, let's do it. Do we have to do all that? Yeah. And you know, He's turned into me. <laughs> he's turned into, it's another person. Wherever I turn, it's people who don't want to have sex. I should yeah. hasten to add, I, I don't want to have sex with Gary. You don't want to have sex with well, Gary? Hold, what are you talking hold about? Hold hands, maybe. Yeah, you want to hold just hands little, and just cuddle, stroke each other. Little... Well, no, he doesn't want to stroke you. I think you want yeah. to stroke him. Look, we all want to stroke Gary Lineker, okay? Do you Look, think I mean, it was a coded just... message to me? Do you think Gary's <laughs> noticed me hanging around, always wanting to have lunch, and he's just like, I'm not that into sex, yeah. okay? Gary Lineker is talking to you out of your newspaper, Giles. You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with Giles Corrin and Lester Walker. It's a Times podcast produced by Ben Mitchell. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast to avoid ever missing an episode. If you want to find out what I wrote about in the end, there's a link to the column in the podcast description. And for the full live experience, you can tune into my radio show every Sunday night from 7 till 10pm on Talk Radio. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.